0: Wynne and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Win or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wynn for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now, onto
1: the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the noise, with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. Hey, Wynne. We have a guest today, Kate, someone I I think you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do know this one.
1: Yeah. So, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you will see the third person here called Ava Hunt. Hello, Ava.
2: Hi, Wynne. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thanks. And you?
2: I'm all right. Uh, hey, Kate, how are you doing? <laughs> That's mom to you. <laughs> <laughs> mom in the next room over.
1: Yeah, full disclosure, Kate and Ava are mother and daughter. And um, literally, if you are watching on YouTube or you're listening, they're in different rooms in the same house in Florida. So this would be Interesting to get um, a parent and offspring on a call um, on the recording today. So this is the first under the noise with that. um, Even though Kate and I have talked about it, I think for a few months. So Kate, what was behind your idea of, uh, of doing this with Ava? Oh,
0: um, well, you know, we've never had a teenager on the show and She's heard enough of the stuff that you and I talk about in our conversations and probably overhearing, and that I felt like she would have a sense of kind of the energy of the podcast and the speed of the conversation, and have a lot to add about how she sees thought and experiences thought and all the things that go into that. And also, I didn't have to get uh, a parent permission to put her on. <laughs> so it's one less step really of getting a teenager on without having to. Yeah. So I thought because that would be fun. You
1: did not write yourself a letter and sign it and send it back to yourself.
0: I did not. I did not.
1: Okay. Cool. That would be
0: really the trouble.
1: <laughs> but Ava, one question we love to ask guests um, as we get started, I don't know if you've heard this bit is that what would you love people to know about you that they might not?
3: Oh, um they might not. oh, that's a good question.
2: I'm not sure. I'm really forgetful, I guess other than that, I really just don't know. I like to zone out just. I really don't know. Well, what about you guys?
1: I mean, this is like my my first time. What we'd like to say about about ourselves.
2: What do you want to say about yourselves? Like, what is something that you wish you could tell other people that they should know about you?
1: Well, 90 seconds ago, I objected when Kate said, we've never had a teenager on before. Because, well, I'm a teenager. (laughs) So that's the first thing I'd say. Although I, I, think I'm, I might turn into a teenager on my next birthday. I think I'm stuck at twelve.
2: Oh, are you de aging like Mama's?
1: Am I what de aging?
2: yes, Mama's de aging
1: <laughs> for
2: great years one. now. When <laughs> yes, she gets continuously younger.
1: <laughs> it's so annoying when some people can do that, right? <laughs> Really yeah is.
2: man it really just gets under your skin watching your mother just de-age in front of your eyes
1: yeah so i do that mentally physically no
3: <laughs> <laughs> what about you mama hmm. what i want people to know other than that you de-age other than that other than
0: I happen to have the best kid that ever lived, the smartest, kindest, most helpful, caring person that ever lived is my daughter, in case anyone did not know that. So, Bug, you uh, maybe had some thoughts about what you want to talk about today.
1: For, for those of you wondering who Bug is, uh, Bug. Oh. is a
0: name for, <laughs> Ava.
1: name for Ava.
2: Um, I know that we talked about it a bit. I just like a, the idea of like sticking with balance and thoughts because that's what I am better in than a lot of other things. And um, if it comes up, maybe like daughter mother relationship like what win said
0: okay so with the uh, the idea of balance in the way that you and i were talking about it with when before we hit record it had to do with electronics essentially yeah Mhm. you want to talk a little bit about that
3: um yeah i can do that um
2: i know balance was like a really big thing especially as soon as i hit middle school so i think then i just started being on like electronics even though it was just like reading it like slowly developed into like other things like tv watching and all that stuff i think once i hit high school it was like a lifeline hmm. mm, and it became harder to like come outside of my room and stuff and so we started talking about balance like Lim- limiting things like that and i think the more that we practice it the more i got like more aware of what it was doing of how it changed and i don't think i realized what it was doing to like me not in a bad way but not exactly in a good way either um until i like got off of it and like i went outside the ups the upside down <laughs> Until I went out of my crypt, also known yeah. as my room, and I entered the upside down.
0: Which is real life.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Pretty accurate. The world that exists outside of your bedroom.
2: Yeah, basically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so balance as a, as a concept means what?
3: Um, not letting
2: one thing overpower the other. It can do that sometimes, but there's got to be a limit
3: to how far it goes. Yeah.
1: So what's weird, what comes up for me is broccoli and ice cream. Now, I happen to like them both. But I know what happens if my indulgence for ice cream overpowers my consumption of broccoli, right? And it's, it's never that binary. Is that the kind of thing you mean, but in lots of different aspects of life or am I out of line?
2: No, that actually makes a lot of sense, but hear me out. Broccoli ice cream. What do you do then?
1: Broccoli ice cream. Yes. (laughs) I think there's a way of making that work.
3: Oh,
2: I'm sure. Like homemade ice cream, just put some broccoli in there and you're set, man. Add some sugar.
1: Yeah, that's the bit, though, right? That it—it's the sugar that needs the balance. That's what's up. Yeah, with the ice cream thing. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, at some point in the next few years, someone will be bringing out broccoli ice cream.
2: I have no doubt, honestly.
1: And I want you to write them a letter that's really strongly worded to say, "Wait a minute, that wasn't my idea."
2: Oh, I'm. I'm... I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it already exists.
1: Yeah, who knows. But then again, right, there could be something in what you said as well, is that balance needn't necessarily be either or. It could be combined.
3: hmm
2: And I don't think having too much of one thing is bad, because sometimes you need more than one thing. Like, if you've had, like, a really stressful week and zoning out on your tv or your books or electronics that's actually really helpful in some cases like puts you at rest for a bit but you can't do it so much like for instance hypothetically staying in your room for four days straight without opening the curtains or getting dressed hypothetically of course (laughs) is not the healthiest thing in the world and then going driving afterwards
1: Hypothetically, what would that be? Like? I,
2: hypothetically, not very good. <laughs> As I'm sure, hypothetically in this sense. If you're on YouTube, the person to my right surely knows about.
0: I, I think that's me. Am I is, your... at least
2: on my screen? Yeah. <laughs> at least on my screen. I don't know if I'm to your left or something.
0: Well, you know, I um I'm gonna take it in a little bit of a different direction. You okay with that? Mhm, of course. So if our default mode is a feeling of being settled, of being balanced, right? And we know that. Like to a certain extent somewhere inside of us, we know that. That if you feel really busy in your mind, there's a lot going on in your mind then doing things like being on, you know, some type of technology, if that brings you kind of down into a feeling of settledness or balance or peace, which is our default mode. Do you know what I mean by default mode? Like yeah, kind of like I think so. Peace, Right. Like our, where we're at baseline, then that would make a lot of sense. It's no different from, you know, how you do your pacing with your music and you pace in your room that Mm -hmm. kind of brings your mind back into kind of a settled place, like a balanced place. Mm -hmm. Then it would make sense to use that to bring that back into balance. Right?
2: That's only me. I mean, other people have different ways of doing stuff like that. Yeah, they do. Like extroverts, like to go outside to the unknown. I'm like community with people down. yes the upside down
0: <laughs> but what you're talking about is that balance between coming back to that that kind of baseline that kind of quiet that we know and instead not dropping down into the to the next yeah. further away from our from our baseline using technology mm-hmm. and
2: It's like once you reach that limit and your brain becomes kind of like foggy
3: and you're slow. I don't think that's definitely gone past balance. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically,
0: of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) that never (laughs) not. Of course. I do think it's interesting though that you called it a lifeline.
2: I am a teenager growing up in like the 20th century. So I, yes, that's
0: pretty accurate. I love you. You're not actually in the 20th century, but no, 21st. <laughs> the 21st.
1: Jeez, how dark was that room? I know. <laughs> Super dark.
2: I'm send me back to the dark ages. Yeah. Super back in time. When,
0: when we grow up. <laughs> Talk about de aging. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Skip the aging. I'm time traveling, man. Yeah,
1: and upside downing.
0: Yeah, yeah. But what upside you down over by, here is pretty scary. What did you mean by a lifeline bug? Mm. What does that mean to you?
2: I think it's like the easiest and most sure way that I can settle down. And it's comforting like knowing it's there, I mean like having it close to you. It provides like a sense of comfort. May or may not be an addiction. Hard to tell. But, you know, I mean it helps.
3: Can you tell if you're out of balance? You personally?
2: Yeah. I can sometimes. Sometimes mom has to like point it out to me before I can realize it, but sometimes definitely.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. How? How's it? Um,
2: it's weird. It's like a feeling. Like, um, I'll come out of my room. Usually it, like my eyes will hurt. I'll get like a headache. It's not all the time, but like I'll feel like really slow, murky, and uh bill says like a zombie sometimes my eyes are glazed over and like everything looks very dull outside like all the colors are just it's not very now that i say it out loud it's not very healthy or it's not very good and i think that after a certain amount of time i can sense it yeah
1: Other than the hypothetical staying in your room for, you know, a few days at a time, that hypothetical, what else have you noticed in your life so far about things that are better when they're balanced?
2: Um, other than the hypotheticals.
1: Yeah. Let's get real for a minute.
2: Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell that to mom when she was sitting in the car with me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sounds like a story.
2: I think she saw her life flash before her eyes. I don't really know. I think that's maybe like my biggest thing so far. I think if it was like pointed out to me, I could find it. But at the moment, the biggest source of balance is basically that of which I have trouble with.
3: You know,
0: when we were, um, when we were talking in the car and we talked about When you create the balance, you know, and we've done this before where you've had time and we decided together that you'd be off a certain amount, like you kind of came up with a plan of coming off of it, or maybe you Mm -hmm. got grounded or something like that. And you had to be off of it. And so in your mind, when you think about coming off of it, how does that feel to you in your mind?
2: Devastating completely <laughs> devastating how could you do this to me <laughs> <laughs> oh right. it's so hard at first it really is
0: is it as hard as in your mind it seems sometimes
2: not all the times. I think it depends on like the variation like the difference between getting off it willingly and getting rounded
0: choice <laughs> Choice. Yeah,
3: you like choice. Mhm.
2: And even choice is a strong word when your mother is telling you not to. Mm-hmm. She's asking you a question, but you know, you really do know you have no choice in this matter. <laughs> the way she's looking at you. Mhm. After you almost back the car into the garage. <laughs> <laughs> you think you have a choice. <laughs> it's the thought that counts.
3: Partial. Partial. How
1: do you navigate that, then, the two of you, when one of you is of the opinion that I know what's right for the other one, and the other one doesn't agree?
3: Mm,
2: it doesn't happen very often. I think we're on the same wave, wave, wavelength. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> wavelength a lot. And I mean, she raised me well. I know what's good for me, I think, for the most part. And I think when she steps in, it's something to really consider. Like, hey, maybe we should think about this a little bit more. What about you, Mama? I want to know your answer.
0: You know, I think it helps that for the most part, I don't need to step in. You know, you do such a good job of, of sensing when the balance is off. And I really think that that's where things start is when we sense that things are off, then we can bring that back. Okay. And you do a good job of, I think, of sensing when that is off and then kind of coming up with the next steps in the moment very rarely do I step in at all. And sometimes, you know, I'll joke around and I'll be like, do I need to get my cape out of the dry cleaners and go and rescue? I think you
2: joke around when you say that.
0: Okay, maybe I will jump in and rescue. If you needed it, maybe. I don't know. But very rarely, very rarely, I feel like that's necessary. Now, when a car is coming at us and... <laughs> I will jump Hypothetically. in. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. I won't be like, what do you think, Ava? Should we stop? <laughs> Should we stop the vehicle? I don't know.
1: Hypothetically. <laughs> Sounds like some hypothetical things might have happened recently.
3: Yeah. I mean, I didn't
1: know better.
2: Imaginations are wild. Yeah she titled the podcast, hypothetically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that could even be a quiz show.
2: Hypothetically.
1: <laughs> you know, what, what, what struck me in listening to you, Ava, was the whole, the notion of being able to recognize when we're out of balance. And, well, and I've, that's one thing I've often struggled with at every age, right? And in, in every decade of my life thus far. Um, but it, it's interesting that everything in nature finds a balance. It's designed to find a balance, find its way. And I remember in, in school, w- w- I can't remember if it was biology or, or one branch of science or geography, that there would be an ecosystem, so a group of organisms in a specific environment. And then when some of the conditions in the environment would change, things would get shaken up, but then it would find a new equilibrium. Another way of saying balance, right? Equilibrium is a new stable. Now I'm pretty sure that that would be true for everything. Everything in nature, every single organism, not just an ecosystem, not just a you know that kind of a system, it would be the same. Then it finds a new balance. I mean, and I noticed that for myself. If I have an of an insight, a realization about how I am or how me as an example of a human being is, then I rebalance into it. Now I might waver. I might go, you know, left, right, before my new center ground. But it looks to me as if we're designed that that balance is where we. What did you, Mum, say just now? Level out.
2: yeah, level.
1: We find a. It finds its way, to us. That I can seems, definitely
2: see that.
1: Yeah, seems very plausible, doesn't it? Seems closer to real than hypothetical, that one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
3: it does. Yeah. It really does.
0: You know, the balance. You remember when he was just asking you if there's like another place where you have to find the balance? You know, one of the things that, that I always... It was always astonishing to me is that you were always really clear about and still are um, about when to go to bed. Like you would have a bedtime and sometimes you'd run it up to the bedtime, sometimes a little bit past, but sometimes you go to bed early because you were tired. Whether or not it was your bedtime or not. Mm -hmm. Same with eating. Like you would eat as much as you wanted if you were hungry, and sometimes you weren't hungry, and you would listen to that more than you would listen to, oh, we're supposed to eat at a certain time, or this is what we, how much we have to eat, stuff like that. You Even always, then, it's
2: think. not always the most trustworthy. Yeah, but for the most part,
0: you listen to that. You don't stay up late necessarily to hang out with friends or you know, do something, you know, like read books and stuff like that. You were just like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going. And I think most people have kind of don't necessarily listen to that inside themselves like you do. I but don't then, think I listen to it all the time. So that that's kind of where I was going, is it is so for whatever reason, if you're on your electronics, right, I'll come in and all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom. I-, I'm s- I haven't eaten in like 15 hours. Okay. So not 15 hours, but you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you're starting to read yourself again. And so sometimes I think with that balance, sometimes we don't even recognize it when we're kind of using technology or focused on something else like that it makes it a little bit harder to read that balance.
2: Yeah, definitely. Because sometimes I'll be tired and I feel like I'm about to drop dead. Harsh words. Like I'm about to drop. (laughs) And I'll be having too much fun doing whatever I'm doing. Talking to people, playing games that I just ignore it. Mm -hmm. Usually come to to regret this decision later.
3: But then you come back. You know, and it's the
0: same, you know, when you're having a hard day. What happens when that happens, Bug? When you're having a hard day? How do you bring that back into balance?
2: Honestly, sometimes I will, like, sometimes I'll go to you. I'll I'll ask you to give me a hug. You always do. Um, Sometimes I'll try electronics, see if that does anything, and if, like, nothing of that works. Sometimes I'll cry. Sometimes it's really nice. And if like none of that stuff works, I'll just feel it's not pleasant. It sucks usually like a lot. But I mean sometimes I think I'm gonna stay there forever, but I'll always bounce back. And sometimes it takes longer. Like didn't have enough me self at one point. And I was like in this like bad mood for like more than 24 hours. And that was rough, but I came back anyway. Sometimes they're small mood swings. Other times they're big, but I mean, you always come back.
3: What would you say to one of your friends who didn't, remember that
0: they always come back that they're caught up and maybe they forget and maybe it feels like forever what would you say to them
2: sometimes I would I would just tell them but I don't know if they'll listen to me without I think they're gonna have to like figure them out figure it out themselves sometimes yeah yeah sometimes they just may not believe you they've been down there for like so long and i just think that really just a lot i mean i can remind them i can be there for them but i think at the end of the
3: day they're the only person who can decide that for themselves
0: so if there was somebody that was listening to this podcast Who's forgotten? What would you say?
3: Mm-hmm. Just feel. Like don't try and bottle up your emotions.
2: Sometimes you can do that, but don't keep it in there for so long that the bottle starts to overflow, and then you can't really do anything to stop it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because then it forces you to feel at that point. And that's only going to hit you 20 times harder than if you'd feel on a healthy, normal basis.
3: I don't know. Personal experiences.
2: It's just a lot healthier to allow yourself to feel all those negative emotions, even when you don't really want to. You don't want to feel sad or angry or a lot of things that you can't really put into names. You want to feel happy, and you want to feel at peace. And you'll feel that for a certain amount of time, but you can't run away from it forever.
3: How did you figure that out?
2: Mm -hmm. I think I observed other people who
3: did the same thing. And who had the same problem as me. And well.
2: Something I feel like I'm good at. I don't know. This is just me. Is that I can feel. And pinpoint certain emotions. Whenever I feel them. And I do like to put them in the bottle sometimes. I mean I don't think crying. In the middle of math class. While you're taking a test. Is necessarily a very good thing. But I think there has to be. Balance. And limits to that point because it starts to get really strong and you start sure to think a lot of negative things and sometimes you don't think you're going to bounce up and it's normal there's nothing wrong with it even if it's unpleasant it's very very
3: normal hmm.
1: I didn't know that as a teenager.
2: I had someone who taught me.
3: I wonder who. (laughs) Hypothetically.
2: (laughs) Hypothetically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't know that either, Bob.
2: Yeah, but you do now, hopefully.
0: (laughs)
3: Most of the time.
2: You've you've broadened my range to these things. How does that sound?
3: (laughs) You've taught me things.
2: Even if you didn't mean
3: to. Thanks.
0: When do you know it now?
1: Yeah. Again, as you said, though, most of the time, and sometimes I don't. Hmm. I'll fight it. But it's interesting... It was a date last week. Um, and I opened an email from a, from a corporate client. And, uh, effectively it said, you're fired. Effectively it said, Hey, we're not going to use you anymore. Thanks for this, but uh, it's not what we needed. We're done. And I went, Oh, that I'm a bit surprised because of how I thought it went and what. So what happened was I had a I delivered a few workshops for this company, and seemingly they loved it. But then a month later, I'm I'm talking about next steps as we agreed, and then the person was back saying, "Yeah, I didn't hit the spot. I'm sorry we didn't tell you sooner." I'm going, "What?" And I was in my head and kind of like really kind of like feeling bad for quite a while, for at least half an hour which for me is not long to feel bad, right? For half an hour, it's just like, what? That's really short. But when I'm in it, i tease it didn't feel like half an hour. It felt like a lot longer. Yeah. And then at some point, and I think I was in the shower when this happened, I was just like washing my hair. And I went, oh, this is the feeling of disappointment. And I went, oh. It had gone by the time I'd kind of like dried off afterwards. The feeling had moved on. But I was sort of like, so I was grappling into it and trying to figure it all out. And then when it was just like, oh, that's what this is, it was just I was done Mm -hmm. because it didn't have, it didn't have a grip on me anymore. Because while disappointment is one of my least favorite emotions, Mm -hmm. um, and I've done lots of things in my life to avoid it, so, play small. Therefore, I'm less likely to be disappointed because you get less no's and, you know, you try for less big things and therefore the easy things get done, less prone for disappointment to occur. But I've been less used to it. And it was really curious to me last week when that happened. And then it was just like, oh, I'm, I'm fine with it now. I don't like the feeling. But who does? Who gets up in the morning praying for the disappointment gods to come and visit them. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that isn't a common thing, right? No. So it, w- it wasn't such a big deal instantly. So to answer your question, Kate, that's, um, that's a non-hypothetical, that's a real example from I think last, last Thursday. I think it was. Thank
2: you for clarifying.
1: Yeah, just in case you were wondering if it was Wednesday or Friday, it was Thursday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell. Yeah.
1: Especially in the upside down.
2: Oh, especially. Yeah.
1: In the de aging upside down and in heavens. Who knows what day it is. But I'm pretty sure and I'm looking back at things in my in my life that disappointment felt to me as if it would have been the end of the world.
0: I know that feeling, trust me.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, at some point, clearly, given what happened last week, it isn't.
2: <laughs> I mean, it goes away. But at the yeah. moment, it feels like the world's going to end. Yeah.
1: Feelings can do that. And the great thing about feelings is that while they will, you know, distort and seem bigger than they are, they're not. They'll come and go like every other feeling, every other thought just because they feel bigger doesn't mean they are bigger. But I
3: I didn't know that till quite recently. And I'm still learning in that. I'm still learning that. So as we start to think about wrapping up, anything else that comes to mind that you would love to share? Yeah. I think I've shared a lot of it. I mean,
2: your emotions or thoughts that come through your brain. Your emotions are just as temporary as they are. And it's not going to seem like that sometimes. It's going to take a little bit longer. But I mean, as long as you don't, like, hound yourself about it, like, how do I fix this?
3: Then... It's just going to pass.
2: I think what I said before about if I could tell that to like the people listening or watching. It's normal. And it's going to happen for like the rest
3: of your life. Finding it's just not going to make it any better. Thanks. Thanks, Bob.
0: When do you have any other mother-daughter questions? Anything you're curious about before we wrap?
1: Well, I don't want to put you on the spot. I could probably, with a, a bit more thinking, probably ask about 20 questions that you will hate me for for the rest of your life, so I'm going <laughs> to not go there. Um, no. <laughs> exactly, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> How's it been for you listening to Ava talk?
0: I mean, that last bit that she put out there, I was like proud. It was like... (laughs) But she gets things and forgets things. Just like I get things and forget
3: things. And and I kind of
0: love that because... I've had moments where, you know, I'll just be with her and even at a younger age and she just, you know, and maybe at her younger age, maybe it's just repeating stuff back to me that she's heard me say, right? But still, it's kind of cool when your kid's like, just feel it, it'll pass. You know what I mean? Like there's something... Like if she gets that, or at least to some extent gets that at a young age, even at 16, like she is now as a mom, like, is there anything else for me to do really other than just be there with hugs if she needs them? And because I feel like whether you're 16 or gosh, in your eighties, like, Sometimes that's all we need is to just know it'll pass. Like that's
2: I Hope something. you're there in my 80s.
0: <laughs> Sometimes that's just all we need to know. When we're low. And you know, we find ourselves on the other side of it and and it's almost like that verifies that for us every time. Like, we get more solid in its temporary nature, and it's nice to have people like Bug to remind me when I'm there. And, but if, you know, if she grows up knowing that and knowing that she's got everything she needs inside of her. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing to watch every day. And it's even more amazing on a podcast and sharing that with other people. Yeah.
3: What do you think, Bug?
2: I think I can say that even if I know all these things, I still need you.
3: We <laughs> are. Is it weird for you being on a podcast for the first time? A little bit. I think I settled into it a little bit. Mm. I'm glad you decided to join us. Me too. Thank you
2: guys for having me. This was fun. I liked (laughs) it. I liked it.
1: It was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Under the Noise? I'm Kate Roberts. I'm here with Wynn Morgan, And today is our guest. We had Ava Hunt. Thanks, Ava. Thanks, mom. <laughs> have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynne or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at KateRobertsCoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.